0: Hello, welcome to Episode 3 of Out of the Dust, Sacramento State's student-produced public history podcast. In today's episode, Angelica and A.R. will discuss student responses to bigotry on campus using two studies about 50 years apart. Angelica?
1: Hello, um, I'm going to discuss the Westboro Baptist Church's visit to Sac State last year. In May of 2019, the Westboro Baptist Church announced their plans to to picket Sac State's Pride Center, the core of the campus's LGBTQIA community. This attack on on their own roused the campus population and created the counter-protest of over 100 students.
0: So who are the Westboro Baptist Church, uh, for those who are not aware of these crazy kooks?
1: They are an extremist group out of Topeka, Kansas, founded in 1955 by Fred Phelps, who is a um, who has since died? I think a couple years ago, and uh, he's an extreme Baptist preacher and a disbarred lawyer. And his philosophy involves being opposed to anything and anybody who isn't who isn't straight Protestant Christians. And they're known for picketing funerals of veterans, harassing harassing people at at institutions like Sac State's Pride Center and just generally promoting hatred through religion. Very nice bunch.
0: Didn't our own president come out and support our little counter-protest against these crazies?
1: Yes, Robert Nelson was was one of the people who came out to support. There were over 100 LGBT plus students and allies in this counter-protest and Nelson was among them.
0: So what you're saying is they got stung off campus with their tails between their legs.
1: Yep. In under 30 minutes, they wrapped up their protest and left.
0: So all bark and no bite. Yep. Wow. This isn't the first time, though, that Sac State students have come together against a bigot. And unlike the Westboro Baptists, this was an individual, a noble lord at that Dr. William Shockley. Now, Dr. Shockley was an MIT-trained physicist and among the best of his time. His work on the development of transistors resulted in him and two co-workers being jointly awarded the 1956 Nobel Prize in Physics. At the time of his explosive visit to Sac State, he was a professor of engineering and applied science over at good old Stanford University. Unfortunately, Shockley's brilliant mind was tainted by racial bigotry at some point, probably early on. He also became a eugenicist. Shockley C. looked at test results from the Office of Education and the Armed Forces qualifications, and from those he deduced that blacks were genetically inferior to whites. Would you mind informing us, Angelica, what his results in... uh,
1: well, he believed that because of the lower test scores in the um Department of Education statistics that black people were inherently intellectually inferior to white people, but he didn't take into account any of the socioeconomic or sociocultural um factors that would impact a child's test scores. And he, he uh his solution for this was to propose voluntary paid sterilization for Black people. Um, I think it was $100 below, or every point below uh, an IP was 100 And it was just based completely on pseudoscience.
0: And wasn't there a bonus for the ban on disabilities, these sterilized people would have received
1: I believe so, yes. But... His field was physics. He had no background in genetics, no background in psychology or, or child development. So he was basically talking about something he was not qualified to talk about, but people got into it because he was a Nobel
0: laureate. That's a sad thing to see. Didn't stop shocking, though. And he wound up being invited to campus by the Department of Psychology, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. It was on November 23rd, 1971. And plenty of the Sac State students came out to protest him. The Pan-African Student Union naturally showed up, as did one student in a makeshift KKK robe that was very clearly a sheet. And he gave Shockley the old Nazi salute. In the end, Shockley didn't speak. Due to the protesters, he kind of tucked his tail between his legs and ran off campus at that time as well. And this launched the great Shockley affair that the State Hornet covered for over a year, bringing the opinions of students and faculty alike and raise issues regarding racism and free speech on campus through the often very heated opinion section of State Hall. Angelica, would you mind telling us about these student opinions?
1: Yeah. Well, even before he arrived on campus, word of his visit did spark controversy. Organizations such as the Arab Club, the Muslim Student Association, the Women's Caucus, and the Iranian Student Union expressed their condemnation of Shockley and their support of the Pan-African Student Union in their protest. Um... There were a few student and faculty members who expressed support of Shockley, although only one publicly did so on the grounds that he supported Shockley's racist beliefs. That was um, a government professor, Patrick McBride, who published an article in the State Hornet promoting Shockley's racist views with the same pseudoscience, but the opinion pieces were overwhelmingly in favor of the Pan-African Student Union's actions in driving him off campus.
0: The State Hornet provided a way for students to voice their opinions, but the Hornet wasn't quiet and didn't rest on its laurels. No, it went after Shockley academically as well through its, well, paper. And they hit his flimsy failure of a hypothesis hard. But they viewed his uh, invitation as a quote, a dangerous insensitivity, end quote. And key to the Hornet's attack on Shockley was experts in the field, actual people who had actual legitimacy and experience, unlike Shockley. Now, the first fellow to bring in is this George Maesk, who's a psychologist, by the way. He countered Shockley basically any differences between white and black are rooted in social economic factors. Uh, Dr. Jane Mercer said it's social cultural, not racial, while Dr. H. Jack Geiger placed the issues as stemming from malnutrition. Malnutrition happened because of social economic factors in predominantly black areas. Oh, and Dr. Geiger came from the Taft Medical School, so he's yeah, another expert against the neophyte wannabe. Now, then we have Dr. Edward Scanlon, another psychologist, who called Shockley's hypothesis a fascist idea like Nazi Germany. Honestly, though, the Nazis would have sterilized for free at the end of a goose-stepping leather boot. Not paid for it. Back to the experts. We have Seymour Kessler, who observed Shockley's work, said, quote, little about hereditary, but much about personal prejudice, end quote. And this guy, by the way, was an associate professor of behavior and, psychiatr- and psychiatrics at Stanford Medical School. Another expert. And to think that all that was just in the first issue about Shockley. They've already hammered his hypothesis that hard. They really drive it home, though, in the subsequent special issue about Shockley that came out the following day. Now, for the final nails in Shockley's casket, the state warrant went all out. The Hornet brought up how the National Academy of Sciences refused both to fund and recognize Shockley's work. They took a vote on it, even, a whopping 198 to 2. That's a big slap in the face, in my opinion. But the Hornet wasn't just done with that. No, they cited the Theodosius Dolhansky, one of the most prominent people in genetics and evolutionary biology at the time. A man central to the development of modern synthesis, and awarded the U.S. National Medal of Science in 1964, and later the Franklin Medal in 1973. At the time, he was a geneticist over at UC Davis. See, Dr. Doshansky had been asked to speak on the same platform as Shockley, a different academic viewpoint. Doshansky flat out refused. He called Shockley's research holding no merit and requiring no response bunk. He rightfully called Shockley's work bunk. And so we see Shockley's ideas get stung off campus to a degree while his academic work was easily crushed by the angered swarm that was the state hornet. And the hornet really shines here because it gave a voice to Sac State students, many of whom are minorities or women. You previously didn't really see this often, but they had a voice and they showed it. Mm-hmm. What did you say, Angelica?
1: I do, and it was mostly minority and women's groups that were expressing their opposition to Shockley and the support of and the support of those protesting Shockley.
0: Now we've heard the women and minorities of Sac State make their voice known and present in this episode and the last, but stay tuned, folks, why? Because soon, in episode four, you'll hear about the rise of these groups as departments at Sac State. I wouldn't miss it if I were you. Thank you for listening to Out of the Dust. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe via iTunes or other apps that utilize podcasts. And join us for our next episode when Angelica and A.R. will bring you a story on collection at Sac State. Thank you.